This podcast is brought to you by Hanley's Clean Meals. Hanley's Clean Meals provide you with nutritionally balanced prepped meals that will aid you in all walks of life. Hanley's Clean Meals provide numerous inter-county teams with meals. For more information, visit their website hanleyscleanmeals.ie or follow them on social media. This podcast is brought to you by manly.ie. Uh, welcome to another edition of the Backdoor Podcast. Uh, Standing host again, CJ McCordy. I'm currently with ex Antrim star and former club mate of mine, Chris Kerr. Um, also doing a bit of work with the GPA um, in his sort of retirement stage of his career. Chris, how's things? All good, mate. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks. Um, Suppose we'll we'll just touch base on that sort of GPA thing this week. Um, seeing it's sort of in the news, um, what's your thoughts on it? It's one of those things. Like, just um, I think the biggest thing is that <clears throat> players never players don't set the schedule for the week for um, for trainings. Um, there's a lot of talk about um, you know being capped for X amount of days. I don't think players or the, the GPA have an issue with that at all. Um, it's if a manager tells players to train X amount of times a week or meet up X amount of times a week, they have to be there and, and they should be expended for it. So that's basically it in a nutshell. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I suppose the other sort of off the field talking point this week and sort of developed in the last 24 hours was sort of Antrim against Cavan. Um, <laughs> what's, your, what's been your thoughts on that over the... This, obviously, the first stage of it where it was taken away home venue and now it's been sort of reinstated. I think just probably like most people, like it, it probably shouldn't have got to this stage. Um, and I know um, it, like the, the strangest bit was the other counties having a say in it. Do you know, if it, uh, if it was a Cavan Antrim debate, then let them, you know, if Cavan had an issue with it, go and approach Antrim without involving the rest and you buy Antrim got their back up about it, then to be honest, like Casement's been a farce, you know, it being closed for a start. Um, everyone understood it was going to be um, under, you know, under reconstruction again eventually. But I think the biggest gripe for us, you know, even ourselves playing at that stage, was it closing? And a generation of players have missed out on, on playing Casement, which is which is really disappointing. Um, and obviously the refurbish, refurbishment of it will, will look amazing, but. Um, I think Antrim teams shouldn't be punished um, nine years on from the closure. Um, it's nine years as June from it closed. And I think they were drawn out first. I think the biggest thing, I had it said from the off, look, if Antrim are drawn first here, there's an issue with uh, capacity. But yeah. it was drawn over November. And then it's only been touched upon now, just randomly in the middle of March. So uh, to be fair, Antrim, the management, the players um, kept their heads down, kept their mouths um Closed, um, bar Mick, obviously, you know, it's impossible to, to keep his clothes like he's an R bracket where he likes a good chirp. But, um, 
yeah, I think they, they handled it really well, and I think it, I think it's, it's just right. And sometimes you know yourself. Sometimes you play Ulster Championship matches, it may be twenty thousand seats in a stadium. There may be only six, seven thousand people there. Whereas if if everyone there's a sort of demand for tickets, and there's there's three and a half thousand or four thousand there, it may, it may add to the atmosphere too. Oh, absolutely, I think it'd be a good atmosphere at, at Corrigan for that game. Probably the only thing about it is people that don't get tickets. Um, but obviously with streaming services and stuff now, then hopefully it can be streamed as well for those that don't get um, the tickets. I think it's three, three and a half thousand people. So um, moving on, sort of the the football league this weekend. Like, I, it's, sorry, if you get like three and a half thousand in there, as opposed to maybe say six thousand, seven thousand in the athletic rounds, and it's not full, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think Kavanagh. You know, Cavan are very sort of passionate supporters, like, and they probably be bringing, or probably claiming that they're going to be bringing more than that. So, um, but I think you're right. Uh, you know, you're, any player that's playing at that level, I think, wants to play in a stadium that's full um, and not half sort of empty, like, just for a sort of atmosphere point of view. But uh, moving on, sort of to the the football league this weekend, it's it's getting interesting. Um, the national league is probably. Over the past couple of years, it's probably been the best competition, the most sort of competitive. I suppose we'll start in Division 1. Um, and sort of obviously the big story coming out of the weekend was probably the dubs aren't finished yet. Um, they put in a massive performance against Tyrone. Um, what way do you see them getting on against Donegal this week? It's sort of like, you know, with that sort of calibre team and players, I was sort of saying all along, even ourselves, like just having chats, um, you know, they start getting people back like James McCarthy, you know, who I think, you know, I know we've had debates like me and a few others uh, and yourself about all-time greats. And for me, he's definitely one of them. Like, for him to go back in there, he, he has everything. Um, you know, Mick Fitzsimmons back in, read something there as well, like during that sort of era under Jim Gavin as well, that he was like, he received like 78 or 80 percent of Cluxton's kickouts throughout the time, so it shows how trusted he is as well within that squad. Right. Um, and by the, the all time great goalkeeper, second, um, best ever in that. Um, <laughs> what he thought, uh, I wouldn't fancy playing them, you know. They get a Callahan back, um, people are writing them off very early. Um, the players like Kilkenny, Fenton, who have all Ireland's and Leinster titles hanging out of them, um, and maybe for once coming in being written off that it's new to them so an angry Dublin isn't a, isn't a good opponent and Donegal as well Donegal are you know you know they've been they've been really under the radar too like I know people say they've come under a bit of stick really for the way they play and a running game and all but it's you know play to your strengths like there's no one better run the ball than them maybe Mayo come close to them Tyrone that bracket but um, Bally Buffet um, if it's in you know, they're, they're a hard team to beat there. Uh, Murphy has come back, which is, you know, great to see because you want to see the best players playing. Thankfully, his injury wasn't too bad. They get Langen back, Brennan back. You know, they're a, they're a serious outfit too, like once you get going. So, um, nah, it'd be, it'd be a tight enough one there. Like, I just, I wouldn't fancy playing Dublin now on the back of the way that they came out there, the, especially the first half against Trump. Yeah, I suppose uh, what, what you're sort of saying there is like, there's a fine balance um, between sort of getting through the league under the radar and then trying to peak in the championship. But I say it's fine balance because you have a poor league, especially with a condensed season this year. 
yeah. could lead very easily in the Apura Championship. So right. I th I think anyway that Dublin are sort of just trying new players out and trying to peak for the summertime. I don't think you need to sort of get James McCarthy playing in the sort of Januarys and Februarys with the age bracket he is. Um, right. how, how difficult is it to, you know, to get that bounce rate, I suppose, for Dublin? Big time, like it's... Like, I'm not going to sit here and let on to be an expert about how Dublin, that Dublin team have, have done things over the years. Like, it's always going to be difficult with a manager like Jim Gavin and what he brought to the table for them. Um, you know, the, the organisation, the structure, and obviously, like, any team that loses it, that amount of players um, of that quality um, is going to, it's going to feel, the, it's going to feel it. Um, so it's, it's a hard one, as you say there, it's maybe just enough. Like, sometimes you go through the league you finish it in April. You're not playing championship till June, May. You've yeah. like another pre-season there where boys can go back to their clubs and then get a good six to eight weeks. You don't have that. You need yeah. to sort of you need to sort of hit the ground running and, and keep it sort of going. Your momentum, um, which isn't a bad thing too. Like you play championship. I think like I think Donegal play Armagh mm -hmm. on the twenty third. Or Antrim play Cavan on the twenty third. Armagh play on twenty fourth of April. Yeah. So championship round right and quick like so. It'll be interesting. Yeah. Um suppose moving on to the Armagh. I know you're living in Armagh now and you've been to been to a few other games and uh, and sort of watched them very closely in terms of movement and kick out structures and, and stuff. How do you they've been impressive this year going forward? Um I suppose how do you see them getting on against the form team in the country, which is which is carry at the moment? Yeah, it's, um listen, this is why the like under McGinney referred him, you know. He took, you know, from an outsider looking in, you, you would have seen like a lot of flack heading towards Armagh's way from from their supporters and probably watching it a bit closer. Now you can see that you know, the trajectory they've been on has just been up, you know, you know, being in Division 3, come up Division 2 um, and have been outstanding this year in Division 1 to be fair to them, you know, from what they've done to Dublin. Everyone was like, right, is it a one-off? They went and done it again to Throne for large periods of the game and then obviously the whole red card Um um, you know, and they've, they've shown that they belong in Division One. Um, I think everyone, like obviously, I think earlier on this podcast at the start of the year, I called for you know, it's Rain O'Neill or David Clifford one to watch, and I, I went for Rain just because of probably the variety of things he can do. Obviously, Clifford on the eye, you just love the way he shoots, and you know, he kicks scores from anywhere. But Rain, Rain can do, Rain can play anywhere. Um, He's got an edge to him. Um, I think there'd be something wrong being from Cross if he didn't have that edge to him as well. And yeah. uh, he's been outstanding to watch. And some of the players, big Kieran Macken has been a brilliant find for them. Um, covers every blade of grass um, up and down the pitch. And they've, they've scored. They've scored really well. They've had big impacts off the bench. Tiernan Kelly's been here on the back of Clan Irons. Um, Championship run last year, and then obviously, but defensively as well, I've been really impressed with them. I think it's the best I've seen them in the last few years uh, defensively, just set up structure of their defence. Um, obviously, Kieran McKeever's in there, but I think uh, Donaghy's uh, basketball influence has been a big thing. You know, people were saying about against Monaghan, Monaghan kept the ball for four and a half minutes at the end, but... Um, Armad didn't come charging out. There was no mad fouls. That was, you know, you're heading 72nd minute, 73rd minute there, and there was no nice fouls. And um, they got a draw out of it. Whereas years before, you may have seen 
maybe a forward, a corner forward like yourself, come out and make a make a forwards tackle, and you have someone like Began or McManus there to, to hit a free, to hit a free from forty five yards, which is scoreable for them. So yeah. I think that's been very. Good. I think uh, I think you're right there uh, in terms of defensively. I was chatting to Big Joe Feeney there in school, and he was saying that they did a drill in the warm up that was very, um, you know, sort of keeping people out of the shooting zone and forcing them wide, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So they seem to have got a structure there, obviously with Donnelly, um defensively, but I think they've stopped fouling an awful lot, um, and that be, might be McKeever. I think I seen a stat last year in one of the papers where Armagh with a the, the committed the most fouls inside the 45 and it was by a, it w- no other county was even close to them so I think they fixed that problem um, and got that resolved um, where do you see Kerry at the minute though? Do you see them it's as favourites for the All-Ireland? It's hard to think they've been here before um, obviously with the players they have there you know you know the Clifford Suchez Stephen O'Brien you know Guinea uh, the two midfielders, they look like they've got a real balance in midfielder now uh, with Jack Barry and, and Jermaine O'Connor. Like, he looks a really good midfield and obviously, you know, one of one of favourite players ever to watch over the last 10 years, David Moore in there as well, still there. So, um, it'd be interesting they've been as well. They look like they've, you know, they've tightened up a bit at the back and obviously Paddy, who you worked under at the ranch, you know, that's Paddy's bread and butter. He'll have you organised at the back that don't look as open. At the back, um, I think Shane Murphy coming back in the goals has been a big boost for them too. Um, he has a booming kick out, um, you know, kicking it well over midfield, you know, and sometimes, as, you know, I think there's a lot of emphasis on short kickouts. Um, I know Big Ethan's obviously been the same with Armagh. Um, he has that range. Obviously, he's been he's a hammer of a left boot, um, and he has. He has stepped in there and done a really good job for our man too. Um, his kickouts have been have been really good and on the money, but I think his big test is coming coming this weekend, like because Kerry are probably the most aggressive team going after kickouts. Um, you know, probably the only team over the last fifteen years that really give Cluxton a wobble um, and put the gun to his head during kickouts, and obviously he got his way out of it. But um, it seems like a really really intense, uh, relentless press that they put on the kickout. Like. Yeah, I say, I say that's probably going to be the big factor at the weekend in terms of kickouts for both teams. But I think uh, you're right there. The key word to sort of balance tonight, I think, the carry at the minute. I remember us chatting in a group there. I know I knew it was only the McGrath Cup, but they conceded, what was it, four points the first day against maybe Clare or Waterford or whoever, but still four points against any team in inter-county, slow score. And it seemed they've got the balance right between Paddy Talley coming in setting up a defensive structure and actually keeping their attack as it is because obviously you don't want to take away from that attack. But I think they've conceded one goal, which was a Monaghan penalty, possibly, yeah. in, in, in the league. You know, so yeah. I, I think Kerry have started to get the balance a little bit better. Um, Dublin as well. <laughs> dropped yeah. in. The goal against the Dublin scored, it was disallowed. Yeah. Yeah, but as you say, they probably have questions to answer coming towards the summer because we've sort of been here last year and the year before with this sort of team. Um, Kildare Monaghan's a big game this weekend. Massive yeah. game and sort of Monaghan win to keep themselves up. Um, obviously, they're coming off the back of a great win against Donegal. Kildare, a Kildare win in Newbridge sort of gives them a, a big boost in terms of maybe takes them out of the relegation zone in terms of depending on other results. How do you see that going? 
really tight. I think it'll be it could be one of the it could be one of the best games of the weekend. I think Monaghan, like as I was talking about it the other day, like what Monaghan have done the last ten years of staying in Division One and being competitive days yeah. of the uh, is unbelievable. Like obviously they're, they're, they're littered with star players, but their resilience and their you know they just grind it out. Like there's times there where you see them. You know, they maybe they maybe lose a game at home and then they go away to Donegal and beat Donegal and Bally Buffet. You know, they went up the Oma, really grinded out uh, like it was a horrible night that night, but you yeah. know, they're just they're they're just you could never rate them off like um and a credit to them. I, I have a I have a soft spot and watch it, watching them as Kildare, like Kildare have Kildare have been a breath of fresh air this year. Um you know, again, like even I know everyone talks about Flynn and um, Highland in the corner, like obviously attackers, but the boy Hulahan, the, the left corner back, has, and the keepers, they're probably the one division one team as well. Probably rotate their two keepers, um, and they've been really good. They've been unlucky. They were probably unlucky not to get something against Tyrone. Um, only a couple of great saves from Niall Morgan. Um, a couple of other games, obviously, they turned the dubs over. Um, I think it'll be I think it'll be really tight. It could go a point or two either way, and I, I wouldn't I wouldn't back against either the two of them like to come out on top. Yeah, and then the final game in Division One's massive too. Like if if Tone sort of lose, they put themselves in danger of relegation. I think their last game's away to Kerry. Um, yeah. Where again you wouldn't back against Tone because of what they did last year. Mayo seem to be going well at the minute. They've seemed to have blotted a few players. Again this year, obviously Tommy Conroy's a big loss. Killian O'Connor will be coming back very shortly. So they look in a good position to push for championship. But can they go to Healy Park this weekend and get another big result? Or can Trone sort of get themselves out of a sort of bit of pickle, I suppose, that they're in at the minute? I know. Well, that's a repeat of last year's uh, final too. Um, Mayo will have that on their, on their mind. Um, they'll probably be thinking, you know, Trone aren't going as well as... The word last year in Croke Park when the match. Um, again, a tough one. And I, how do you call that one? Like I think everyone, everyone. If if someone says they don't have a soft spot for Mayo, they're lying. I think. Uh, I think everyone just way that you know you, how they keep coming back and their relentless nature, like in everything they do. You know they're tackling last week against Kerry. Both teams, like you know, but they they are something they really pride themselves on from the front. Um, and then Tyrone, like, I mean, again, how <laughs> many times did Tyrone be written off? Um, even listening to Dharma Curry yesterday, Tyrone teams are at their best when they have to come out swinging. Um, and it's probably one of them ones where, like, Mayo would probably have wished that was in, you know, Dr. Hyde Park maybe this weekend. Um, going to Oma to try and get a result with Tyrone's backs against the wall. Uh, I think it'll be a good game. Like, I think it'll be, you know, it'll be, it'll be a championship type match that because Toronto not want to be uh down to division two as all as reigning all Ireland champions. No, where where do where do you think Toronto need to improve this weekend from last weekend? It's probably just like the their biggest thing last year, which which caught probably once to come out of Ulster was the pressure in the middle third. You know, the big the pressure they had Kerry and Mayo with last year, like from a defensive point of view was just it was unbelievable. Every time a player had the ball, there was three Toronto men on them. Uh, that were just they just look like they're they're missing that energy at the minute. Um, but I think if they get personnel back, like any team, um, it'll be especially at home. And Tyrone fans will be demanding that probably often. They'll be demanding that of themselves. 
So I think it's just that energy and, and that relentless work that they put in around the middle that just doesn't look like it's been there from last year. Yeah, well, again, obviously coming back from a team holiday and stuff like that, probably the hunger, they might be just looking to pick again um, in the summer again and try and have a good championship and retain, try and obviously retain their All-Ireland. Um, but obviously they would obviously be liking to stay up in the league as well, like any team. But So it's going to be interesting in Division 1 this weekend. Um, I suppose moving down to Division 2, there's sort of a three-way go at the minute for, yeah. for um, to get into that Division 1 where... Sort of Derry played Galway at home this weekend. What a game! Like again, Galway seemed to be going really well. Keen O'Neill's in there. Park Joyce is, is still there with an old ways head, but you know Rory as well as I do, and Rory's a shrewd operator. Um, I suppose the big thing about Galway is they're leaking a lot of scores. They're scoring heavily, but they're still leaking. Uh, Derry obviously are the other way about. They don't concede very much, but obviously. Playing it on big at home, a long trip up for Galway. What way do you see it going? Again, another one that's, I mean, how do you call these games? Like, I, I think the gap between teams is just narrow and narrow now. Like, um, you know, even like Rory, Rory will have Derry up this one as well because of the whole, you know, the backlash from the Ross Common game last week. Shane McGig sorry, Shane McGuigan's suspension has been upheld today, I read. Yeah. Which was a crazy decision. Um, and he's their sort of go-to forward. You know, it was them small margins last week where they had that last-minute free. Uh, <laughs> you know, Adley has a hammer of a left boot, but you know the way McGuigan kicks frees, you probably would have thought that was the, that was the winner. And um, so there's no doubt Rory will be using that this week to get them to get them up for that. I think even another shrewd move throughout the year was moving all the games to the own big. Mm -hmm. You know, it's you know it's a bit narrow. You know, it's not. Not up in up in Celtic Park, a bigger pitch, wider pitch, you know, more compact, you know, and Derry are brilliant defensively. Again, we talked about not giving away fouls and Armagh, but Derry are just as good at it, really well organised. Rory does a lot of coaching from the sideline, as you hear him. A couple of um, and then again, Kane O'Neill um, come in there anywhere Kane O'Neill goes, seems to you know he just seems to add something to the teams um, around him. Um, Galway obviously. <laughs> Brilliantly talented players. Um, big Owen Gallagher, obviously, from yeah. from Ant is, is doing really well there for them. Um, so I would say it's a tough enough one. I, I just think Derry just might have that chip on their shoulder um, just to maybe just get over the line, um, yeah. get up into the And just a quick look at the Ray and Russ Common and sorry, Offley, you would expect Russ Common to come through that and keep up the pressure on Derry and Galway. Yeah, I probably Russ Common are a good side, like, and you know better than me. Like you need, you need good forwards to win matches. You need to score. Um, and Ross Common have really good players. Like um, I think they're they're sort of they have their balance right now of you know between attack and defence. You know a few years ago they're maybe a bit more defensive and not utilising the forwards they have. Like, but you would expect you would expect them to come through that one. Although awfully, you know, awfully n never say die as well. Like you know when it comes down to a crunch, you know that tradition they have. Back by that under twenty team they have coming through uh, that done brilliantly last year. Um, just think Ross Common might just have the edge on them though. Yeah, and then looking at the other end of division of division two, like what is in my opinion, what is going on in Cork and down? I know. Obviously, Cork play down this weekend. Whoever's beat is really probably down, uh, or as good as down. Yeah, um, 
to Division Three again. Like, what is going on? They're big sort of counties traditionally ways. Obviously, Kakur off the back of winning all Ireland. I know they had one or two players back playing for down last week. Cork's a massive county in terms of numbers playing. What is going on in them two counties? I know that's a million dollar question. Like, you know, you look at the play the, the teams on on paper, you know, littered with quality players, like um, you know, Kilku, some of the Kilku lads are back. Uh, last week you seen um Nal Kane, Ram McAvoy, be interested to see if any of the any further ones will be added to that team. I think it'll be a big boost to them. Um and again, you know, they, they had a brilliant under twenty team under Connor Laverty last year, really well drilled. Um down will probably you know over the next year or two like it's been hard it's been a hard year for James and, and uh, Aiden you know there've been yeah. a lot of injuries there too I read last week that was it two Saturdays ago they only had 17 fit players to train so obviously injuries injuries to big players takes its toll on any team um, but Cork as well I mean I actually really like the manager too like he's just like you know, he speaks his mind, he, he just, you know, there's no back doors, seems an honest, decent fella, like, and you're sort of hoping he does well. Um, again, probably didn't help, there was a few boys left the panel early early doors there at the start of the year. Um, again, obviously another Andrew man involved there, James Lockery. Um, obviously, the, the, the defensively, how, how good he would be. Um, a really okay. straight. Yeah, I, I think the two managers probably need a bit of time. Would you agree with that in terms of, you know, Obviously, he was the under-20 Cork manager, had a decent team with Cork under-20s. He's going to need two or three years. And the same with James, obviously, a lot of injuries and stuff, but on that under-20 team, it's going to take him a while to get through. Yeah, and that's it. Like, I mean, I don't think, I think Dan and both teams will probably be looking to the next few years as opposed to the, the short term. But at the same time, you're in that bubble. Um, as a player and a manager, you want results. And, um, you know, it's a big game this weekend down in Cork. Yeah. Well, two two massive games in uh, Division Three this weekend. Obviously, with her with her home county of Antrim and uh, and playing Louth and Mickey Hart and obviously Horst Devlin here, not not too far down the road from me. Uh, <laughs> two shrewd operators again. It's it's very hard to call that because over the years they know each other so well. I think you know Antrim maybe beat them by point one time draw, and then Louth maybe beat them by two or three. You know, it's always very close. Yeah. What way at the minute do you see that going in terms of momentum ways going into the game, etc., cetera, etc.? Cetera? Yeah, uh, going into the game, probably momentum. Antrim probably have the better form going into it. Lows have been a wee bit more up and down at the start of the league. The sort of the last couple of games have sort of found their feet. They're starting to starting to go well. Um, I think this is the big test for both teams. Um, it's probably a, a winner take all. Really, whoever wins this will probably be in, put themselves in a really good position. Um, you know, I know Hart, Mickey Hart and, and, and Davlin have been earned <laughs> the experience that they have um, will be um, will be massive but equally to that, you know Enda, Stevie O'Neill and obviously Kel as we know will be really well organised um, they know the game well I think it'll be a really close close game as well, like, again the probably good thing for Antrim is, even though it's an away match it's probably only 40 minutes down the road yeah. so it's not a you know, half country, um, and just the way they're going at the minute, they look like they have, they look like the bench is, is really strong. Boys coming off the bench and doing a doing a good job. Like so, here's hoping that they can get, the, you know, at the start of the year, you probably would have been saying, you know, hopefully stay in Division Three and you know find their feet and don't go down, definitely. But you know, they've 
fair play to them. They've got themselves in this position mm-hmm. and um, it's crossed. They get to go up like. Yeah, it's interesting, like because as I say the team that wins this weekend will be put themselves in a great position to go to Division Two. Um, you know, Big and time. both of them teams came up from Division Four last year, so it would nearly be yeah. a promotion for one or one or other team. So, um, I suppose the other big game is Westmead against Fermanagh. Westmead at home, um, obviously great striker strike rate in in sort of Cusick Park, um, hard to beat at home, uh, and obviously with John Heslin, you know, to the four always, you know, uh, for me anyway, I can't see Fermanagh beating them down there. What about you? Uh, it's a tough one again. Like Westmeath have probably, um, probably haven't been as good as I thought they would have been in, in the this year. Um, again, very up and down. You know, the, you see them put up a big score one week and then the next week maybe struggling in the match. I think they lost last week, was it or two? I, I think. The, and uh, I think someone beat them. I think Longford actually beat them in in Mullingar actually. Uh, yeah. So it's 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 results like that that would put the seeded out in your head and, and from Anna as well. From Anna, I got off the. You know, they were unlucky probably in the Antrim game, you know, initially like they missed three goal chances, which at this level, if you do that, you leave the door open, teams will yeah. punish you and Antrim end up punished, beating them by nine points in the end. Um, they had a good win. They've got themselves back into it again. You know, Fermanagh's not the biggest county in terms of pool of players and um, the likes of Sean Quigley there as well. He'll be, you know, it could be, it could come down to a shootout between Quigley and Heslin, like, so, um, you know, I think it'll be a tough one too, like. Yeah, and we'll just shoot on just to Division 4 now. Um, uh, London obviously started out brilliantly. It was great to see. Obviously, we've been over to London a couple of times. Great setup there now in Rayslip, and it's it's good yeah. to see them back in the league after the pandemic. Started off really well to everyone's surprise. <coughs> but um, they have Cavan at home this weekend. You know, Cavan surely with a win would nearly put themselves up again um, in yeah. Division 3. Um, how do you see that going? Uh, it's like Kevin Kevin got lost last week now to Tipperary, so maybe that was their you know, division four you can you, you can avoid one slip, you can't avoid two, you know, if you're serious about getting up. So I think maybe just that loss to Tipperary, maybe Kevin were going really well, um, winning winning probably at ease in a lot of games. Um so I think that was maybe their slip or the remainder that they need, you know, right, let's get back on track here. Um and it's, you know, London have been brilliant. Like, you know, you always been over there really well, uh, really well organised the last couple of years. You know, Kieran Daly, who I know well, uh, Ross Ben, uh, Joe Colder were over there taking them um, and done really good work. Um, and they seem to have carried that on there with with the three wins in, in Division 4. Like, so um, you probably just think with Cavan, um, probably on the back of maybe the backlash of, of what's went on here with the, the venue, yeah. we bit more and probably just get over the lane in that one and get themselves yeah. back. And then second and third, like, it, you know, Tipperary are sitting second against, um, ho- at home to Carlo. You'd expect them to w- win, obviously, after beating Cavan in Cavan last weekend. I, uh, like, Carlo, like, for years, like, you know yourself, like, we played Carlo and they were absolutely, it was horrible to play against them, like, in every aspect and, like, in terms of just physical, you know, you're always in a game, competitive and the, you know, the Paul Broderick there, who yeah. was a forward player in the M division, so, and probably didn't get the, the limelight he deserved. Um, so the likes of him missing, is a, and they seem like they've just conceded heavily, which under Stevie Poacher and, and Turlock, they seem like they really, um, they were hard to break down. You know, they had good good results. You know, there were good performances, sorry, against Dublin and Tyrone and stuff. 
So they're just like the, 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 you know, they're, they're, a lot of them boys, them experienced boys have stepped away now and you just think, although Quinn Levin has moved, has stepped off the temporary panel this year, you know, likes of Connor Sweeney and all might just have enough to get them get them over the lane and, and secure that spot. Yeah, and obviously Sligo then coming. Sligo weren't far behind him as well. Right, to finish up, uh, I'm going to mark these down so I can, I can get back at you if your score is poor. Um, we're going to go through them and I, I need one word answer. Sorry, you can either Throne versus Mayo we'll start with. So you can either go for a Throne win, Mayo win or you can have a draw, obviously. And the draw will gain two points. Um, but anything, over, anything over five, you'd be doing well in all the games. I think just where we're staying there and the more thinking about it, I just think it's Throne win. Throne, okay. Going for Throne. Um, Dublin at home to Donegal. Dublin, Dublin. Mate. yeah. Okay. Armagh at home to Kerry. Uh, I'm going to have to say Armagh because I don't want my house burnt out. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Fair enough. Um, Kildare at home to Monaghan. Monaghan. Big call there. Big call. Just think. We've been there before about staying in the division and just it's good to stick with the Ulster counties too. Like <laughs> I'm not sure there hasn't been a, uh, there's been a weekend division one this year we had a draw. I'm not, no, I'm, I'm not sure, but it'd be interesting because there there always is draws in around it anyway. Um, yeah. Cork down. I think Cork. Home advantage, yeah. Have to, Cork. Just that long journey. Yeah, Derry Galway. I'm gonna go with Derry. I think it'll be very close. I wouldn't I would say Derry, but I wouldn't rule out a draw. Right. Awfully Russ Common. Russ Common. Clare and Meath is the other game in that division. So Clare at home to Meath. I uh, when would put me safe. Um Clare as well or in a wee bit of trouble. What what way? Um that's a tough one too, like. Um go draw. Draw, right. I'll go draw that one. Because Meath were brilliant last week. The keeper scored six points. How you, how you he scored in one match and you hadn't scored it in your whole career. Ah, okay. <laughs> uh, Westmeath for Mana. Um, I'll go Westmeath. Westmeath. Just to put the pressure on Andrew and Lewis. Yeah, Longford at home to Wicklow, which is a big relegation battle. Uh you probably go Longford get beat heavily last week like it didn't look great for them like uh, probably go Wicklow Wicklow okay um, Leash and Limerick Limerick are still in around with a shout they're in fourth um, yeah. I think a point or so behind second and Leash are in relegation trouble so need a win Leash and uh, Limerick I would say Limerick just from what I've seen of them earlier on the year against um, okay. and Leash London, Cavan. Cavan. Leitrim at home to Wexford. Both in with a shout of going up still. Go Leitrim. Leitrim at home, yep. Yeah. Uh, terrible. It's a hard place. <laughs> yeah. Temporary Carlo. Tip. Tip. And then the last one, and that is Waterford at home to Sligo, who obviously are still in the hunt for going up. Go <laughs> with Sligo. Look like they've, they've scored heavily a few a few 
few games and Pat Hughes and, and, and Niall Murphy still early. Yeah. What about that? And then uh, the last game I'm going to come to, uh, Division 3, obviously, with their home county. Um, with Louds at home to Antrim. I'm going to go with Antrim. I do think... Just, just, to, to, keep, just to keep your mum's house. Just, to, <laughs> yeah, just in case. Just you never know. The boots and gloves are always sitting there ready. Like, but I just think... I think they, f- they haven't lost. Well, they lost to Limerick. Um, drew against Leash. Um, and then they've, they've done well. They had a good win last week. Like, so I think just they might just have enough firepower to get them over the line. Right. Right. If, you, if your score's poor, about five o'clock on Sunday, your phone will be dinging anyway. <laughs> just to remind you. Um, look, Chris, thanks for your time. Um, appreciate uh, your time. And we'll see how good your selections are come Sunday evening. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Yes, no see worries. Ya. Yeah, I...